people should realize that it's not a social issue. It's it's not about believing or not believing in climate change. It's about what is actually going to happen here in 10, 20, 50, 100 years and what kind of world we're going to leave to our kids and the grandkids. Politics can really polarize and make a lot of obvious decisions very hard to make. And basically, in order to fix the climate crisis, we need both hands, the left and the right. Protests that we that we make is also sharing awareness to the to the people and uh, supporting them to join us uh, and motiv- motivating them to join us uh, in the movement. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Saving the Planet. This is Lex, and I am thrilled to bring you our last of three in the three-part series of Climate Activists Abroad. Today we have a conversation with three youth climate activists, all of whom live in Israel, Michael, Luna, and Lily. And we talk about not only what is it like to be a climate activist, but how they are using their age to their advantage and how they are bringing this message to people that are in the older generation that aren't necessarily so inclined to hear it or have other pressing ideas about what's important. And they also talk about what's specific about being a climate activist in Israel. Obviously, it's a part of the world that has its own set of cultural cultural, political, and religious circumstance. And they dig into how they're using climate activism to bridge those gaps, to bring people together who would potentially otherwise not necessarily have a means or a reason to come together for this common fight. So before we get into this, I also want to say a huge thank you to Anmol and to Elizabeth, who were the previous two climate activists that we had on board. It has really opened up my eyes to the ways that Everyone's struggle with climate justice, with fighting climate change is different, and yet we are all united in a way that brings us together. This is truly something that can cross all types of boundaries from age, geography, religion, politics, all of it. This is something that requires all of us to put those aside to some way or to make use of them in order to be able to propel our common cause. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to have these conversations and we're going to keep them going. So without any further ado, Lily, Luna, and Michael, three aspiring and inspiring climate activists from Israel. Here we go. Lily, Luna, welcome to another episode of Who's Saving the Planet. We're so thrilled to have you today. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, where are you guys calling in from? We are from Israel. What part of Israel? Uh, my name is Luna. I'm from uh, Sakhnin. It's in the north of Israel. Excellent, Luna. Welcome in. And Lily, what about you? I'm from uh, Israel, from a city named Netanya. My name is Lily McKay, and I'm a climate activist. Fantastic. And we also have, of course, our Who's Saving the Planet wonderful planeteer, Michael, on board. Michael, thank you for coming on and, and sitting with us when we talk through climate activism in the other parts of the world. Yeah, always. Pleasure to be here. Thanks. Okay, so I want to start with understanding what brought you all together, because I know you all are from different parts of the world and, and come from different walks of life. So tell me a little bit about what um, what the organization is that brought you all together. Uh, maybe Luna, could you kick that off and give us a little bit of a background? Sure. Um, actually, we are a movement uh, that's called Fridays for Future 
but in Israel it's called Strive for Future. Uh, the main thing that most activists uh, demand and uh, protest for is is for the government. Like our demands is for the government protesting for something uh, that we really need from the government. And the most important thing about uh, about the climate crisis and why do we need to change the climate change is. Uh, is also having a sustainable 100% uh, energy. So mm-hmm. um, uh, Fridays for Future um, is a movement that really uh, protests to have uh, um, an, a sustainable world and to change and to have an impact on the climate crisis. Gotcha. Um, Lily, how did you get involved with Fridays for Future? with Fridays for Future, um, I heard about climate change for the first time um, in a climate rally. And then I realized I couldn't ignore that anymore. So um, the day after that, I became a climate activist. I stayed up all night and read about climate change. And then um, I became a climate activist. And I started getting involved at first with uh, the Extinction Rebellion. And then I... I got to um, strike for future and um, that's it. So we should let all of our guests know you are not only part of the climate movement, but you're part of the youth climate movement. Um, How old are both of you? Uh, I'm 14 years old. And I'm 16 years old. So you are the future. You are the generation that's fighting for what the world is going to look like in these 10 and 20 years. And we talk about 2030 as a big bedrock right now for um, a lot of policy changes. And at that age, you're going to be right in your mid twenties when you're potentially like out of college and getting a job. So what is it like starting at such a, uh, you know, I know it doesn't feel young when you're 14 and you're 16, but when you are as old and gray in the, well, if I had hair gray in the hair as I am, it feels young, 14 and 16. Tell me a little bit about what the world looks like from your perspective as somebody who's just get becoming aware of this this whole geopolitical world and the fact that climate change is affecting everyone what does it look like lily let's kick it off to you what do you think i think that um climate change is a big issue and it has been a big issue for um the last like 200 years since the industrial revolution when it all started and in the last um since the 60s in the last 50 years um, people are getting aware of climate change. I think that we got to the point that we only have 10 years left to do something. And I think it's horrible that we got to that point, but we're here and we need to act now because we have a really, really, really like small window of opportunities to change the situation. <laughs> and if we want um, not only our future, but approximately the future of the seven next generations is not gonna look as good as we want it to um, mm. because of the effects of climate change. It's gonna make our lives way harder in unnecessary ways that we can solve and even make our lives better than now if we um, solve the climate issues. Like, um, cli- like uh, for example, mm-hmm. if we'll start using like, um, so uh, solar energy or the wind energy it 
cheaper and it's better and air pollution won't be any won't affect people and kill people as much as now and that's it's not only about climate change it's mostly about climate change but most of the ways we can solve climate change with are ways that will make our lives way better not related to climate change it's amazing to hear somebody so uh so young to have such a, a keen grasp of what's at stake um but i gotta ask like you still at that age you're you're still dependent on your parents for you know things like food and shelter so what do they think about this luna what do, what do your parents think about you becoming an activist at the ripe age of 14 um i would like to add first about what uh, lily said is of it course. okay okay yeah um so first of all i think our age as a 14 and 16 years old uh, um, girls that um, we are now living in Israel. Israel is not that good country as uh, as sustainable as other countries. And also um, uh, as a 14 years old, uh, um, um, I was not aware about the environment that much. I was not recycling, I was not eating uh, or uh, reducing my consumption, but also uh, as living, and I think most of the world is facing that, that uh, maybe decision makers or adults who really need to to do that are ignoring. Um, and so also they are ignoring the facts and ignoring uh, the science and everything. Um, but the thing that, let's just, uh, if you want to ignore uh, the t- or like until 2030 or 2050. But uh, what about the present? Not all, also the future, of course. Our future is very important, but the present and the disasters that are happening. Also, we can't just ignore that. Um, I, as, I, like, as a 14 years old, I uh, really see that all the crises um, should be... Um, Taking it as a crisis and should be um, should we act for it and really adults and also uh, activists that are really the, the the future and the their present and their future is very important to them. Of course, and so what have you done to get to make the other generation aware of how important this is? Like you said, sometimes it's hard to express that to people that aren't tuned in or aren't keyed in or have other issues that they're focused on. So how are you pushing that agenda forward? Um, first of all, it's important to share awareness. Uh, and sharing awareness is by educating uh, the kids and the children to the climate issues. And um, uh, also uh, the protest that we, ma- that we make is also sharing awareness to the the people and uh, supporting them to join us uh, and motivating them to join us uh, in the movement. By joining us in the movement, they will absolutely um, be be more like uh, take the climate crisis more important, and they really want to make a change. And everything that you you learn about the climate change will let you uh, have uh, an action. On it. Michael, you run a lot of the tactical elements of this. We are helping to to actually 
put put things into into the world and and curry influence what are some of the tactical things that you help develop with uh these different organizations and movements that you're part of so first of all in in our movement there's not really leaders there's more organizers so just just a quick correction um, gotcha. then um the youth movements are very very familiar with using all the current tactics of and wonders of social media um obviously because we are very keen so users of those medias and we understand the power of um how much you can actually influence on people and um share your stories through social media and we also understand the concept of um basically citizen journalism because mm-hmm. um, we don't need to rely on big news outlets and big um and different corporations and um bigger people to sort of cover um important topics and talk and represent us because we can represent ourselves um which is i think is very important and i think also the um revolution social media has really revolutionized and given a platform for young people for people to speak around the world um which was something that wasn't that available um in the past so um as youth activists um we use everything there is really and we're definitely not afraid of technology and innovation and we try to use all those kind of things um in trying to advantage and we're also a bit very aware of our situation that yes we don't have that much experience um but what we do have is passion and we do have a lot of time to invest and that's why we consult with also with a lot of experts in this area um that help us um in the inform- information wise um and also in the actual uh, strategy wise um so combine all those things our knowledge of current social media um passion and help from experts um you get a really powerful movement that um can truly change things around the world and in hopefully in our country as well yeah and as we're learning that movement looks different everywhere it's different in the united states it's different in europe it's different where you guys are in the middle east so lily maybe you could tell us a little bit about what is particular about where you are in the world uh for that makes your fight for climate change different than somebody else's struggle for the same overall objectives in a different place with a different cultural set of situations there are, i think there are two things that um make our climate activism different than climate activism in the rest of the world the first thing is uh, really the vulnerability of the area the like geographic area we're in um it's it's very vulner- vulnerable to climate change mm-hmm. it's going to be one of the areas that are going to be affected the most from climate change and it is affected by climate change right now and i think that's the reason here it's very very critical to act now and to show the world what is happening and to raise awareness cuz this is going to be one of the places that are going to get hurt the most by climate change the second thing is um more of a political thing that is outside of the climate movement inside of the climate movement we already got that climate change is a really big issue that is going to affect all of us all the people in the world and specifically the people that live in the middle east um but outside of the climate movement um we all work together to make a change because we need solidarity to make a change um and outside of the climate movement because of the um israeli uh, israel palestine conflict um 
it's it makes the subject and the issue of climate change um like be political which is not a thing that um that helps us it makes the whole thing looks look as left and right instead of an actual threat and i think it's a very um serious issue and we need to um come together and to realize that there's nothing political about it it's i mean there's nothing like left and right about it it's political because we need to change things but it's not about left and right it's about life or miserable life or some for some people even death That's yeah michael did you want to jump in yeah um i just wanted to say that this is exactly one of the reasons why it was important for me to feature activists from the from israel um in the middle east because um i feel like this is not only a problem in israel that um the political sides are so polarizing that they make topics that should be um very obvious for bo- both parties in, for both parties interests um they make it them very challenging and we can see this in many different countries um and just to name one could be the united states and we've talked also with um this happens also in brazil and um it's a very common issue and i think it, it it really shows um how important um also um dialogue is between um people um from different backgrounds and different um political agendas um but yeah um i think that that was just a very good point um and i'm sure luna probably has something to add about why um what's her motivation for activism really okay um also we have in israel minorities we have uh the arab minorities and i'm from this minorities so i think um in the arab sector specifically there there is uh, they are not aware about the climate change and what is happening in israel and specifically in the arab sector there are a lot of uh issues that should be uh taken into consideration um unfortunately climate change is not of these priorities right now uh and uh, being an activist motivated me also and being as a, mi- a minority in israel motivated me to uh, act for sharing awareness and making the climate change uh, as one of the priorities also in the arab sector and um also unfortunately uh minorities in the world are the most affected by climate change so if also the minorities are not aware about that and also they are the most affected so this is also very important to act and uh to act for climate change and sharing awareness in the arab So that's a really important point that you bring up. Um we have divisions everywhere in the world, certainly in the United States as well, but Israel and Palestine are famous the world over as having centuries long of division. Well, no not centuries, I suppose a decade or one century long of division um since uh the 40s. How has climate change provided a bridge across other cultural or political gaps? Lily I think that here in Israel um especially inside the climate movement um we understand what what are the risks in in the climate crisis and what is happening and what is going to happen if we won't act immediately and that brings us together because we all believe in the same uh like 
in the same place and we all are going to be affected by climate change the same the religion and our religions or uh, political beliefs they don't matter to climate change and it's going to affect us all the same so our our movement is really diverse because um ev everybody in the movement understand that we're all in the same boat and that we can't run away from climate change we need to confront it and to make the best we can out of the situation in the next 10 years if we want this place to be like appropriate to live in it doesn't matter who lives in here if it's impossible to live in here so in the climate movement we understand it and that's the reason our movement is, is so diverse and we have a more open conversation than in the rest of the country because we just understand what is happening and how yeah. dangerous from your experience of being an activist in Israel, you've had to overcome some very particular challenges. Not only is climate change an immediate threat, but like you said, you have a minority population that's dealing with political things as well. And as a youth activist, you're focused really on the problem that Lily laid out, which is we all have to come together here. And our other divisions are, are the climate change doesn't care about our politics or the other things that construe our identity, climate change is going to affect all of us the same way. And so what kind of lessons or advice do you have you taken from this experience that you would offer to other people that are struggling to bridge gaps across society or raise awareness for their parents or older generations that right now don't think of climate change as a priority? Okay, um, I think that uh, the person should uh, believe in and himself or herself and um, they really need to know that they are eligible to make a change and if they are uh, if they think they are they should act on climate change no matter if they if their parents uh, are <laughs> don't allow them to do that or the society uh, is not accepting that uh, at the end of the story, everything is go is going to be to change, even the society is accepting it or not. So just uh, take your step and make a change. Wonderful, um, Lily. What would you say? What advice would you have? I think that the thing that we should do to um, make climate change more like understandable to people is to show them the science side of it it's a side that unfortunately a lot of people are ignoring i mean people are telling me that climate i mean adults are telling me that climate change is uh, not a real issue and that they recycle and it, and it makes no change and they don't realize that recycling has nothing like it probably has something to do with climate change but it's not as big percentage as flying three times a year or driving everywhere like um i don't know 300 kilometers with a car or something or stuff like that or eating steak every day they don't get it they don't get what climate change is and they make it very political it's this is left and this is right i think that we should make people realize the science side of climate change and what is actually going to happen to them to their kids to their grandkids um because Again, we're on the same boat, and those things are going to happen. I mean, those are facts. Those are, those are solid facts. And it's going to happen. And I think 
people should realize that it's not a social issue. It's it's not about believing or not believing in climate change. It's about what is actually going to happen here in 10, 20, 50, 100 years and what kind of world we're going to leave to our kids and the grandkids. I'm also thinking about what kind of world we're going to leave to our kids as well. And I've got a, I've got a couple of decades on you, but it's heartening to think that everyone's having these considerations regardless of how old they are. And if only some of the people that are in positions of power right now were more thoughtful about it. Michael, I'll let you wrap us up here. What, did, what would you say your advice is to uh, the other youth activists and organizers around the world? Um, I think it's very important to be mindful of a lot of things. And just echoing what Lula said, um, it's very important to look at the facts. And yeah, um, to summarize, I would say that in Israel, um, from what I've been hearing from Luna and Lily, and from my own experience, um, politics can really polarize and make a lot of obvious decisions very hard to make and um, basically in order to fix the climate crisis we need both hands the left and the right Um, so I think that's a good takeaway from this absolutely hey thank you all so much for coming on I really appreciate you lending your time and giving us a little bit of insight into into how we're going to get out of this problem together how we all need to come together and realize that we need to put aside some of our political grievances and work towards a common good. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Lex. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you all. All right. Keep in touch. All right. And stay safe out there and keep up the good fight. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for giving us the stage to talk about it. Bye. It was my pleasure. All right. Cheers. Thank you.